Well, hello everyone. This is Carrie Beck with How to Homeschool My Child and Raising Leaders Not Followers. We're actually also here with Homeschool Coffee Break. I just forget all the people that are the different organizations we're a part of. Well, I am here today and we're going to be talking about independent learning. This is the end of our series. We had a series for four weeks on planning with purpose in 2023. And so we covered a lot of different information. You can go back wherever you have been watching this and listen and watch some of these ideas. But we started off with just the idea of planning and how do we get organized in planning. Then we moved into character building. Then last week we talked about giving our kids a lifetime learning desire and how do we do that. We really focused on a love of learning. So those are the ones we've already done. Go back and watch those wherever you are watching this training. I would love for you to leave a comment or leave a, um, uh, a review if you're on the podcast as well. Just double checking that I'm actually here. There we go. Okay. Oh, technology, isn't it wonderful? All right. If we have some people joining us, I will tell you that we are going, I am going to be giving away some $10 Amazon gift cards. And here's how it's going to work. As I go through this training session, I will be looking at the different comments and we're just going to choose random comments and give you a $10 Amazon gift card. So how do you do it? If you're on the live training, then you, well, whether you are or not, I hope you'll leave a comment. But on the live training, every time you leave a comment, that's another chance for us to see you. Now, the other thing I want to mention just in passing before we get started is tomorrow is our last free class, Four Steps to Raising Christian Leaders in Your Homeschool. Have you signed up? If not, there is a link in the description wherever you're listening. Go do it. Go sign up. I will say, I had someone say, well, that's 1 a.m. in South Africa. Yes, we have people from all over the world watching and listening. If it's that's an issue, we should have a replay the following day. But I do have something special just for those that are actually on the live session. Good more, good afternoon. I don't even know what time it is. Latanya, thank you for coming. And I was just mentioning our Amazon gift cards, and that is really based on comments. So if you, um, when you make a comment, uh, you're entered in to win a $10 Amazon gift card. All right, let's talk about independent learning. And I would love for anyone, if you're listening to live or the replay, leave me a comment. And you may not be here, but maybe you're struggling through it. How does your family transition into independent learning? There is a transition stage. Now, our younger kids can learn independently, but most of the time they're doing the work that we have told them to do. They are, uh, uh, they're gaining a foundation in their learning. And so how do we transition over there to, um, to independent learning? Hello, Laura. Glad you are here. So... Um, leave a comment. We may choose one of these for our random Amazon gift cards, but leave a comment and tell me how you do or is what's the biggest problem in transitioning into independent learning. Hello, Cherry and Maverick Jenny. I think I don't know if I said all y'all's names right, but we're talking about independent learning. Let me know if you have any specific ideas on how to transition from being told what to do into independent learning. I said I had one tip. I actually have three tips. Sometimes I write that the week before and I don't always know exactly what's going to play out. So we're going to start with something that I think is so important. 
it's modeling. And y'all are like, oh gosh, Carrie, you talk about that all the time. You're right, because I ter personally believe, I'm not trying to be a broken record, but I think our kids, most of what they learn is from watching you. I will tell you a story. It's on myself. Um, Ashley, our oldest, is about five years old. Steve at the time had told me, Carrie, quit rolling your eyes at me. And I said, I'm not rolling my eyes at you. And we had this discussion, agreed to disagree. Two weeks later, I asked Ashley to do something. She was sitting over there at the kitchen table and she rolled her eyes at me. And I thought, oh no, I have been rolling my eyes and my children are learning it. Did I have to teach them? Did I go pull out a workbook and say, here's how you don't roll your eyes or here's what, no. They are copying everything you do. Even older kids are copying. And I can even see some of the things my kids do that we did um, as parents and they are raising their own kids. So we need to realize the importance of modeling what you want them to do. We talked about that in Love of Learning. We're gonna talk about this here in Independent Learning as well. Okay, I've got a few comments and we're gonna give one of them. Okay, LaTanya, I just sort of poked on your thing. I'm struggling with this. My oldest needs more prodding than I would like. I understand that. Um, and I would like to give you a $10 Amazon gift card. Thank you for writing that. We also had some comments. Lori said they um, do have, they each have a planner that we can look at each day so they know what to expect. Um, and so, we, I will say, there were parts of our younger years that were actually more independent than some people. And here's what I did. I don't have a sample of it. But I took, oh here, we'll do this. I just took, I made a spreadsheet and I printed one out every week for the kids. Days across the top, subjects at the bottom. Super simple. I can give you a link to our planning schedule and everything we did. But when they were younger, I'm talking, well, they used it all the way through high school. But even Hunter, when he was in first and second grade, I had filled in everything they were supposed to do. We slipped it into a page protector, and then they had a dry erase marker, and they had the fun of putting it, you know, checking it off or Xing it or whatever. Hunter's was usually completely black every week because he would, like, color the whole thing in. But that was one way they could work independently and I could work with one child individually. So that would be just an idea with those youngers. Now we are talking more about older kids to where they are truly learning on their own. And so what are some things? And if you have some other ideas, I appreciate Laura bringing up the planner because I hadn't really thought about that as well. Um, the next one I have uh, tip two is your child's interest. Again, Y'all are thinking, Carrie, that's all you talk about. But I'm going to tell you, your kids are going to learn so much more, become more independent if they are studying something in, in, uh, that they're interested in. I had this example, oh, it was like 15 years ago. And this guy was talking about, he said in high school, you let your kids study whatever they want. It is come, And he really free-reigned it. And here was his comment. He says, let's say your kids like motorcycles. Think about it. There's only so much you can learn about motorcycles on videos in the first month, like as far as like all the parts and all this. Eventually, you're going to dive into the mechanical engineering of how all these things work and the math that goes behind that. And then you might go into the history and where did this happen and how did they develop this, who invented this, 
Could you write a paper on this? There are a lot of ways that you could take a child's interest and turn it into a actually full year worth of study if you were so inclined to do it. Now, I personally wasn't that free reigning. We still had our history in high school. We had a humanities class that we moved through. And so that was required. Everything else was not required. So they had choices on all of that. And this is in high school. So if they had their choice, like the girls took an astronomy class, of course they were more interested because they made the actual choice. Follow your kid's lead. I have a blog post on child-led learning. A lot of it is more younger, but there are some great ideas. We need to let our kids take ownership, which eventually lets them take leadership in their education. They quit following everything mom says. I mean, they still are your kid, but um, they quit following all of that, and then they can um, take ownership and leadership as well. So um, there was someone else, Sherry, I wanted to give you one. She said, pick an elective for them to choose and work with them to brainstorm how to plan it out. That goes along, and I'll give you an Amazon gift card. Y'all send me a DM in Facebook, okay? And um, I'll have Ross, or I'll send it to you later. Okay, so get this. Pick an elective. Did she say pick an elective for them? No, she said pick an elective for them to choose. Let them make a choice about that elective. See, humanities was all we required of our kids for four years of high school. Everything else was elective. And get this. Y'all are going to go, oh, I'm not so sure about this. Ashley did not finish Algebra 2. She went on to get a college degree in a year and a half and a teaching certificate here in Texas to teach at-risk kids. There is a lot of creativity out there. She did not finish Algebra II. Um, and so there, don't feel like you have to be so tied to everything else. Now, and somehow she passed her math in college at the very beginning. But, um, and then not only that, Cherry's talking about taking leadership in it, ownership, because then together you brainstorm ideas. Now, I do believe your kids need a foundation in the beginning. They still can brainstorm some ideas. You need to teach them how to read, how to hold their pencil, how to write, all those things. But as they get older, they really should have a lot more choices. So when you are transitioning, and I would say this time of transition is 12 to 14 or 15 years old, give them an opportunity to make decisions and lead. Y'all know right now I'm all into the leadership. I'm always into leadership education. But we talk about helping our kids make wise decisions. We actually share seven secrets in our course about that. So modeling, child's interest, and then the last one is the tools of learning. Now, this isn't really the tools of learning I teach in my course, but it goes right along with it. It is a process that we teach in Raising Leaders because you need to teach them how to read. They are, do they know how to read? You've been teaching that since day one. Writing, do they know how to write? Yes. And then how to discuss. Y'all have heard me if you've been on any of my workshops. I'll be discussing this tomorrow in our Four Steps to Raising Christian Leaders. It's a free class. The link, if you want to register, is up in the... Um, in the description or down wherever you're listening but let's back up reading again i would personally let your kids make a choice on what books they were going to read as you get started in independence i think that is so important because this read write discuss process it works with any subject any book what if it's a family value you want to do or a kid or whatever 
this works with anything you read the book and every day for a week for however long but every day we would do it weekdays and then every day you were reading you wrote one page in your reading journal now this is that is for older kids younger kids can do two other things besides a reading journal that is independent learning they are reading by themselves they are writing by themselves they're thinking by themselves but you need to lead up to that so what does it look like before they're able to abstract think that's that 12 13 14 age kicks in so here's what we need to do we need to go back to one you can do copy work with your children that's writing you can have them do oral narrations and you type it out and they copy it that's practicing and thinking about what they're reading and having to just tell you the story and the other thing is once they get past that maybe around fourth or fifth grade then they can actually do written narrations by themselves not all kids can get to that written narration quite as quickly as others but that may be sort of your goal because narration is simply retelling it back just telling the story back to you it could be a biography it could be history it could be even a science explanation it it could be whatever they are interested in now I will say that sometimes as we move to reading journals you may need to give them a few prompts how did this happen why did this happen what's the difference between these two people um, because they may keep want to keep narrating and retelling and you want them to dig deeper think more about the story about what happened and so and we do give those prompts out in raising leaders as well then the last one is discussing this truly encourages thinking skills don't pop a discussion and go hey we're going to discuss right now tell your kids a couple hey we're we're going to discuss little house on the prairie or we're going to discuss pride and prejudice or tale of two cities or whatever the book is in two days I want you to be sure you've read to this point and have your reading journals caught up so that we can discuss it. All right. So that is super important. Now, I will give you one clue on a discussion and then um, we'll keep moving on. When you have a discussion, you need to know how to ask questions. Questions are imperative because if you tell them whatever you're thinking, are they leading or are they following? I mean, write that in the chat, too. And I need to be looking here and see if we've got a few more um, other ones. I was looking at some of these things. Okay, wait. I told y'all random. I'm just going to. Okay, I already picked that one. I got. It's hard to go random. Okay, let's do this one. Um, Laura. I picked that one as I was punching my finger. Uh, the one about the planner. So send me um, a... A DM with your email address okay back to discussions questions you can do this with your little kids um, you may just have more literal questions than abstract questions so what you're gonna do is you ask a question and it I would start with my older kids with a literal question who is Elizabeth who is mr. Darcy and let them tell you whatever they know about it then say how are they how are they different and here's what you need to do if there's no answer you do not answer your question never answer your own question zip your mouth count to a hundred and then um, and then go forward and let them um, ask another question rephrase that question you your job is to ask questions and discussions it is not to give your opinion because when you give your opinion kids think oh you know what if I'm quiet long enough mom will tell me the answer 
Well, that's not what we want because we want our kids to be thinking on their own as well. So this is why we can use this read, write, and discuss in any subject area. We go through this and we can use it with any type of um, uh, materials whatsoever. I will say we give some uh, tips on leading a discussion and uh, questions, prompts, that kind of thing as far. We've got some good printables in our Raising Leaders. Now you may be thinking, she did not include math and science in her tools of learning. You're right. What are your thoughts about that? What do you think about me not saying um, raise uh, math and science? Um, it is reading, writing, and discussing. Do you think that will cover everything in life? I mean, think about the person, whoever invented the automobile or whoever invented Edison and the light bulb. You don't think he ever did some reading, some writing, and discussing to get to that point? and brainstorming. I bet you in the labs today, in all the tech IT stuff, I know because my son is in marketing consulting, that's a business topic, with some finances and math, and he still reads, writes, and discusses, and they are constantly making things better on their team because of that discussion model. So, modeling by parents, follow your child's interest, Give them the tools of learning, which are read, write, and discuss. Um, and let them start with their own interests. Now, I did tell you at the beginning, I do have a free class tomorrow that will help talk. It'll, I'm going to go more into modeling. And I don't know that I talk about the kids' interests. We do talk about reading. We talk about writing. We talk about discussing. We talked about character, all sorts of things. But um, if you would like to join us and you missed the ones last week, this is the last time we are doing it for a while. Um, you can sign up at the link in the description of wherever you are watching this class. I will tell you, I've got a few questions that people sent in that I am going to discuss. If you have questions, please let me know. Um, but I had a few questions, and I just told them I was going to answer these on our live today. And um, I was looking to see where I was. Okay. Because I have gotten questions about raising leaders over the week. And one of the questions is, um, where did it go to? How do you get the course? There is a link, and I will actually put it in the um, uh, comment in a section. And it's basically howtohomeschoolmychild.com slash leader. I think it leaders. I think it's um, plural. It's leader or leaders. And it'll take you to the page with all the information. Another question I've been getting is what level is Raising Leaders for? And I thank uh, Laura for saying I love the Raising Leaders Not Followers Masterclass. I'm still working on completing it. I think Laura is one of our students. So that's exciting. She's probably, I don't know, we had, um, I'm hearing an alarm. I had one lady tell me I wasn't so sure about this. And two weeks into it, she goes, oh, Carrie, this is changing my whole homeschool. And I haven't even finished the course. So that was really encouraging. What level is it for? Actually, it is for anyone teaching K to 12 because we basically start in preschool giving the foundation that you need, moving into the things you need to cover in elementary school to raise your kids to be leaders, and then giving them more than these tools of learning. I've got some others, but then we move in into the high school when we talk about this read, write, and discuss and give you some more ideas on how this really works. And some of it is a little bit of our resetting our mindset because I had someone say where is that um question she said um 
first year of homeschooling need a shift in curriculum ideas and habits and I think that's true you'll hear on the class our conveyor belt and how often we tend to live on the conveyor belt and we need to get off of it and get on the leadership plan and really raise our kids to influence and impact for Jesus is there a deadline to get the course yes this Thursday is the last day that you can enroll and it will um, because we start to work I start to work with you through the semester and every two weeks I have a live coaching class for you as well so I know some of you she said have to figure this out with a budget but all the information is great. Um, another question is, how does this course work? Is there a certain day of the week? Basically, every Monday you will get one module. We don't throw it all out at you because you have enough to do. One module, you work on it that week. Next week, you get second module all the way through. Third week, implementation, take a break, live coaching, and you start to put it into practice. Laura says, this raising leaders has completely changed my mindset my routine my kiddos are loving their new teacher that is what is so awesome um maverick i don't know if it's maverick or jenny i'm sorry um it is 197 dollars, and that is expensive i know i'll just throw the elephant in the room but when you go and read about the course you can find out all the components not just that i have some of my friends coming in and doing bonus trainings with you Every module comes with two or three six to seven minute videos and um, the printables to go with it. And every three weeks, we take a break and make sure you are caught up. You either get caught up or you implement. And then we have um, individual coaching with you um, on Wednesday afternoons. I get together with you as well. There's a lot more. I hope you'll be able to join the class because the class really sets the stage for all of this. Um, but if you're concerned about the prize, please go look at the page um, where it sits so that you can really get a feel for how much is really included in there. And the other thing is, I'm telling people, what about that cost? We do have a payment plan, so there's a four-month payment plan. The other thing is, if you spent that money and you only had one child at home in high school, and most of you have other kids and they're younger, one high school, that means you have four years and 197 let's just say that's about $50 a year to help change your mindset your kids mindset to change their attitude we spend time on character building and giving you Bible ways to actually change their character as well we have 17 ways of love of learning tips for you to do that um, and we have mom helps we start with mom then we move into the kids because I think that's really where it is really is okay um, oh and I was explaining how the course works and can we go back and watch the modules after the nine weeks yes you have lifetime access in fact the people that were in our fall class and all the ones before they are all invited to our coaching classes so every three weeks the new students and the old students can pop in and we can all work together and that is personalized into whatever you're dealing with all right now i didn't mean i know everything about homeschooling but i will tell you that um I do have experience I've got three grown kids they're all walking with God thank you Jesus because that's all up to him but they also are raising their kids to think for themselves to think critically to love God and to put on their lens of scripture because that's one thing we do we end with um, teenagers seven secrets to making wise decisions and that's um, a really cool part because I think we need to um, launch our kids into the world being able to make biblical and wise decisions 
as well. I was thinking, Laura, you were in the fall class. I get people's first names and last names mixed up. And um, she says she's still completing it. You have plenty of time. And the cool thing is you can be working on it now. And then you'll have the summer to do any extra work that you feel like you need to do. But I really believe one of the biggest things it did for me, and I did all of this because I had to figure it all out myself. I spent three or four years figuring this out and writing my own stuff, and I'm sharing it with you. Um, leadership education changed my mindset, which gave me a chance to give my kids, I would call an elite education, the best education I could see for them as well. So thank you, Laura. Thank you for all your kind comments as well. Um, if you have any other questions, leave them in the um, chat. I am going to quit. I'm going to try to write this down. I'm like not really good at this. Actually, I am going to stop this instead of me rambling around unless there's another question and um, say, oh, I did write this down. I will tell you in the end, I believe whether you buy the course or you don't, if you get on the class tomorrow, you will get a foundation to know what leadership education is and it can help you shift your ideas and habits. It is not one more thing you're adding to your schedule, but a process, a way of living, a way of thinking. And I think we can give you some practical helps on getting rid of the overwhelm and refocusing for 2023. So thanks so much for spending time with me. I am Carrie Beck uh, with Homeschool Coffee Break. Y'all have a great day.